When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Okay, what is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Barton. Uh, Becca, what was the reason you chose to say podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I can't tell you why. You know, if we learned anything from what we're talking about today, you can just bust into a British accent whenever you want. <laughs> I remember speaking, I remember when that was like a thing. Like in 2004, like people would just be like, oh no, what have I done? Like they would just do, I guess, I don't know why, but I would do it all the time as a kid. I remember one time I was in the back seat, I was saying, like, oh, I like something dropped. And I was like, oh no, it dropped, mommy. <laughs> and my mother's like, Hunter, if you don't stop that. They didn't like and it. And I was like, yes, mom's <laughs> I, Sometimes I say I think saying things really loudly in a Cockney accent is like the peak of humor. I mean, I, I don't know how good our judge of peak humor is when our go-to joke um, in college was talking like yeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the we've talked about it on the podcast before, <laughs> but when Becca and I were in college, our friend group we would basically have a a secret language that we thought was so funny. Um, so, for example, Becca, give me a sentence, and I'll say it how we would say it in in college. Do you want to go to McDonald's tonight? Do you want to go to McDonald's tonight? <laughs> it was horrible. And let me tell you. It was, a, it was such a disgusting, like, And let years. me tell you, we would know exactly what that other person was saying. Okay, <laughs> Becca, now opposite ends. You asked me a question. I'm going to try to decipher it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm turning off this episode immediately. I don't want to do it. I don't yes, want to do to. it. Now, for my own sanity. Okay, well, the I just remember that we used to always sing um, the song I Don't Want to Live Forever by Zayn and Taylor Swift, famously from the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack. <laughs> and we would we would all sing it. And then the funny part was when it would get to the chorus and we'd all go, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god. You'd think we were huffing computer in like stuff. I remember. We were I'm sure everyone's so bored about this, so I won't go into. We can talk about this off off pod about old times, old times. My boys. <laughs> if you know, you know. So I mean, well, my friend who just discovered the podcast and has been listening, shout out to Scout if you're listening. Hey. Oh hey, I feel like I've seen Scout commenting on yeah, our show for yeah, a yeah. while. Um, they just now started listening. Well, yeah. <laughs> a- a- oh. Any listener's a good listener. 
Shout it out on the air. Anyway, so she was saying how, because she's going, well, no, she was listening, and then she, like, wanted to listen more, so she went back and started from the beginning. Okay. And it's a little stop, suspicious. Stop, stop. Oh, no. <laughs> Scout's going to be like, oh, my gosh, I got featured in the podcast. She's <laughs> like, what did you do? No, Scout, we love you. Scout is the personification of I will give this shirt off my back to someone. If that makes sense. Anyway, you don't know Scout. Like, I yeah. know Scout, but hey, Scout. Anyway. I don't know Scout anyway, at all. <laughs> so, so right. she was like, I love when you guys talk about letting me do it. Remember when we used to say that? Yes, and we said we were going to watch we it. Never we did. never did. We never did. But I think maybe one day I we have should. an idea about we, for those of you who are new listeners or, you know, forget, we like to do themed months. I have an idea about a themed month later. You always have ideas. I always do. So do you. You know, you're always cooking up ideas. And you know who else is always cooking up ideas to give us something to begin our podcast with? The news cycle. The Disney news. The Disney 411. Disney 411. First things first. Vanessa Hudgens tapped to co-host Vogue Red Carpet Livestream at the Met Gala. So the 33-year-old actress has been chosen to co-host the Vogue Red Carpet live stream. And the live stream will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern on Eastern Standard Time on Monday, May 2nd. And will provide access to the Met Gala's famous red carpet interviewing high-profile guests as they arrive. Fans can watch the live stream across Vogue, digital platforms, as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Past uh, live stream hosts included Emma Chamberlain, Liza Koshy, and Kiki Palmer. Oh, she got the uh, Ocean's 8 bag. So, Kiki, this is, so Kiki Palmer did it, I think, last year. And that's where, oh, 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 I know what it is. I know what it's your girl. That's where that came from. Yeah. So here. I know what it is. Yeah. You know what your girl. Um, so I'm hoping, here's the hoping Vanessa Hudgens provides a, a viral moment. That's not a viral uh, moment. Well, if her Oscar, if her Oscar hosting duties have anything to say about it, I think it will be a bad night. Or if, I mean, the last viral Vanessa Hudgens moment wasn't really a good one either. So people are going to die. <laughs> it's like inevitable. Welcome to the Met Gala. It's like inevitable. The, the Vanessa Hudgens resurgence. I feel like she's everywhere nowadays. I know. So shout out to Baby V. Yeah. I think it's because of us. We did an episode on her. I think the the media took notice. Lisa, my head. You don't agree? Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Speaking of dreams, someone's dream came true being cast in a new TV show. Or oh. cast in an established TV show, I may say. Emily Osment has now been cast as a series regular in the new season of Young Sheldon. Oh my god, no! <laughs> this is off the heels of it. the same day this was announced. No. The same day this was announced, it was announced that her show that currently streams on Netflix called Pretty Smart that she stars with alongside Wizards of Waverly Place star Greg Sulkin has been canceled. Womp womp. Well, Netflix is giving like everything the chop right now because they're losing money. Yeah. So Emily Osment, who was introducing Young Sheldon in season five as a love interest, has been up to a series regular, and apparently, this is the storyline for her for her uh, character. Um, Sheldon's brother, Young Sheldon's seventeen-year-old brother, struck up a relationship with the twenty-nine-year-old former weather girl 
played by Emily Osment. He lied about his age, but became clean, but came clean in the March 31st episode, A Solo Peanut, A Social Butterfly, and The Truth. Shortly thereafter, Mandy, played by Emily Osment, revealed that she was pregnant. Does this sound like a Big Bang Theory spinoff to you? No. This sounds like an ABC Family drama of yesteryear. At, what is going on over at there? At what point in this storyline does someone say Bazinga? <laughs> I'm sure it's already been said. <laughs> I mean, I'm not familiar with the Big Bang Theory, but what I've seen, I don't understand this. You method. might want to keep it that way. Uh, it's bad. Well, congrats to... Hats off to... I guess she's booked and busy. Yeah, when one door closes, another door opens. This time, a little... Young Sheldon door. Um, next story is a little reunion news. Talk about a magical reunion. Selena Gomez and Jennifer Stone gave their fans a quick dose of nostalgia on Saturday with a rendition of a popular song from Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, in the clip, Gomez and Stone, both 29, treat their fans to a lip-sync duet of the Crazy Hat song from episode 4 of season 1 of Wizards of Waverly Place and even do the corresponding dance. After nailing their performance, Gomez and Stone break out in laughter and stick their tongues out for the camera b- before ending the recording. I hate whoever wrote this article in detail. Yeah, I hate You didn't have to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just leave it at they did the hats on. Right. The caption read, we had to dot, dot, dot. And of course, it went viral. So I sent Becca that because I said, oh, how fun. And then Selena Gomez on her TikTok, she's been really active on TikTok recently. Um, yeah, interesting for someone who says she never goes on the uh, internet. Right. So who's posting those? <laughs> um, she, the Selena Gomez or the Selena Gomez team, posted just a, a like a, a compilation video of Alex Russo, Selena Gomez's character on Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh yeah, and this has you scratching your. Well, head. Well, I'm like that's so random. It had like no context. It wasn't even. Selena Gomez lip syncing to her like famous like quotes, you know, which is one thing to do. Yeah, maybe it was just because the dance went viral and they were like, "Oh yeah, you guys want a little more." I mean, but I don't know. I wouldn't be. Selena Gomez has always said she would love to do a reboot. So I don't know. It just got I. T- but she's got only murders in the building going strong right, right now. Right, but that's a, but Hulu is owned by so. Disney. Yeah, but I don't know that she'd be looking to jump ship. I'm just saying. It's in the Disney. She's in the Disney family is what I'm saying again. Speaking of, this is not on the Disney 4-on-1 news that I pulled, but I had to get your opinion. I know we always talk about this, and it's beating a dead horse at this point, but now it's just getting ridiculous. So Disney Plus announced that Love, Victor, the TV show that was on Hulu, uh, third and final season is premiering on Disney Plus. Yeah, after they already, because they're trying to cover their butts from. But here's the thing, Dolce yeah. Gay for half so a second. here's the thing, Love Victor was originally supposed to be on Disney Plus, but they moved it to Hulu to quote it wasn't family friendly. That's when the Lizzie McGuire thing was happening, and Hillary Duff screenshotted an article about Love Victor and said dot 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 sounds familiar. So now it's like now that Love Victor has now is, is now on Disney Plus. Now it's like okay, now what's your excuse this time? They don't have one. It's just going to be a series of regular injustices for the rest of our lives. I had to set my own Disney Plus cap to the highest one the other day because they automatically just set it at something low. (laughs) They said Higley Town Heroes only for you. (laughs) 
They said, you are a TVY7. <laughs> and nothing more. S- <laughs> speaking of TVY7. Is it time? Time for Raven's Rehash. Raven's Home Rehash. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You seem mad about this episode. Okay, Becca, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> I think this one was better than the last one was. I don't know if I can do this. You can't back out on me. I can't. We're committed. I, we have a segment. We have a se- I won't back out until like it gets too much, but it's just I don't care about this the kids. This episode was so weird. It went to a very, very weird place. I don't like, again, we've talked about this before. It started off so strong. And now, also, did you see at the opening? This is the first one that hasn't been Raven doing the wand ID. They gave it to the little cousin. Not see, she's see. They're like, well, we passed the show off to the kids. Now to pass the intros off. Right. So this episode, right. uh, Victor, <laughs> Victor is leaving for a mindfulness retreat because Raven has gone like crazy overbooking everybody's schedules lately. Yeah. Um, and he. Before, right before he leaves, Raven has a vision that he has another heart attack at the retreat, so she follows him, and it turns out, of course, that her vision was wrong, and she kind of ruins the whole mindfulness retreat, and she locks herself in a sauna by accident, and has an existential moment where she talks to multiple versions of herself that come out of a mirror, and tell her to take a little more me time. So that's the A plot this episode. And the B plot is that little girl Alice, it's like her birthday and she doesn't want a birthday party, but Booker thinks it's sad to not have a birthday party. So he throws her a birthday party, but the kids from her class are horrible, nerdy hobbits with badly written dialogue. <laughs> and they prefer homework instead of fun. So they're like roasting the party, but then Booker has them build a slide and he pulls through at the last minute. Um, not one joke in this episode landed for me. Really? You don't you don't Not think the multiple personality of Raven <laughs> Raven breaking reality? I was scared. That was such an existential moment. So here's the thing. It was kind of well written, honestly, but it wasn't like funny. You said, "Okay, Seinfeld." <laughs> <laughs> um it's just <laughs> it's just like it's going down this road that I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid about what's going to happen. I know, happen. and like they're already having another Victor scare. Yeah, like okay. For us, no, yeah, like that, that's the thing. That's the thing about plane. what this the main plot of this season is. I don't think it's substantial for Raven's only reason to stay in San Francisco is to take after her father. So that means every and because it's kind of like then order like you know the show Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Like, Gilligan's Island can never get off the island, otherwise the show would be over. Right. So, in my, and so, for this season, Victor can never be better. Otherwise, why would Raven still be here? I know. So, and now it's going to be constant, like, in a couple episodes, he's, his heart's going to be great, but then his hip's going to go out. <laughs> or Alice is going to be like, Audrey Raven, please don't go! Yeah, but the... <laughs> When are we getting our prosthetics? Like, I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing Raven's plain face. I'm tired. They had an episode. So when Raven follows Victor to the retreat and Victor was sitting with his legs all the way out and talking out loud during the class, like, I would have thrown him out just from that. But From what we've 
scene of Raven's home in the previous years. This is the most physical comedy I've seen of Miss Raven backstory. It was funny when she uh, got locked in the sauna and she melted down the wall and went, Butterflies! (laughs) Like, just because it was Raven. But they keep making this joke where Victor's like, Raven, leave. And she says, nah, I must stay. And everyone says, namaste. And it happens like five times. Yeah, so it's like... And then the the freaking... um, the instructor, the yoga instructor, has a fake braid that Raven pulls out. And that was oh, yeah. almost a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then he's the one that has a heart attack instead because they're stressing him out so bad. And that that little girl, the sassy little nerdy girl at the birthday party, was my least favorite part of anything that I've seen on Disney Channel this year. <gasps> this year? The way she was delivering her lines made me sick. Disney Channel acting school. It made me sick. Um, but you know how I always but love to report on the commercials that I saw yes. in between skipping to moments. So I noticed that they're doing, I think this coming weekend, they're doing like a superhero themed weekend on Disney Channel. Aww. And they're showing Sky High and The Incredibles. Oh, my gosh. I know. They're educating. Like, you love to see them showing Sky High. Right. They're educating the children well. Good for you, I Disney. They used to always they used to always show Sky High. Mm-hmm. Because that commercial would always come on of the hero sidekick. Side yeah. <laughs> or welcome to Sky High. Or the yeah, and you'd driver. see the bus going. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I miss? What? Is I remember as a kid when I'd watch new episodes of Disney Channel, we would always get a promo for yeah. next week. And they don't do that anymore. Or from what I've seen. Yeah. So it's like I so so what sucks is we can't even tease what's gonna happen next week because we don't know and we don't know if it's gonna be the worst episode yet and it very or or we don't know if like finally Tanya's gonna knock on the door and be like I'm sorry I left you (laughs) I've I've abandoned my hopes for that I've completely abandoned them if they're gonna give me Raven having a three way conversation with herself in another world and they're not gonna give me a simple your mom is dead. You know what? They had a missed opportunity talking to all the Ravens, like having her hallucinate old versions of Raven, like have like old disguise, like (laughs) that. That'd be funny. But if that was the prosthetic scene, I'd be mad. No, yeah, yeah. Because that would feel like such a cop out to me. Yeah. But uh, well, you know what? We committed. I'm not gonna jump ship. I'm just going to have my life life vest ready. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can, I can all offer right. you. Was well, that the end of our Disney 411? Yeah, that's all the Disney 411 for this episode. All right. Well, at the end of last week, I teased that you guys might get to meet somebody this week that you already mm-hmm. know kind of well. And we, a couple weeks ago, did a poll on our Instagram asking you guys, whose debut album you most wanted to hear us talk about. I was rooting for Ashley Tisdale, but this girl won, and so we're talking about Meet Miley Cyrus. Yes, yes. We are going to talk about Miley Cyrus's debut album called Meet Miley Cyrus. It was released on June 26th, 2007, and I think this is a good album to review. One, because I feel like Miley Cyrus has you know gone above and beyond after graduating the world of disney channel and i think it's just 
a very interesting debut album because it wasn't just a standalone album. It was a double-sided album. You could only buy this album if you purchased the Hannah Montana 2 soundtrack. And just recently, when streaming services got popular, that was the only way you could... Like, there was no other way. They never sold the Meet Miley Cyrus album by itself. Yeah. So it wasn't until streaming services where you could just listen to the Meet Miley Cyrus album. And it's worth noting that this Hannah Montana 2 CD that this album was released with has the iconic tracks, We Got the Party, Nobody's Perfect, Rockstar, Life's What You Make It, One in a Million, and True Friend. And that's not even including the iconic tracks that Meet Miley Cyrus has. So the power wrapped in this one-two combo... That you said was the brainchild of Tish Cyrus, right? Yeah, so a little backstory is actually there was an interview Miley gave a couple years ago, and she said like when she was wanting to do her first album, the record uh, executives and managers and all those weren't really sure how to do it because she was still doing Hannah Montana at the time, and Hannah Montana's whole big thing was releasing albums and going on tour and doing music. So they said, okay, how do we, we w- Miley wants to do her own thing, but we can't, do it so far out of left field that Hannah Montana's like, it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. And Tish Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's mother, said, why don't you put Miley's, Miley's songs with the Hannah Montana soundtrack and just say Meet Miley Cyrus because it's her first album. So that's how, in a nutshell, Meet Miley Cyrus happened. Yeah. A I brilliant- also remember seeing the ads on Disney Channel where it would be like, and it would flip yeah, to the yeah. other side and he'd be like meet Miley Cyrus I just think it is a brilliant upon brilliant marketing move because Absolutely. you have Hannah Montana in its second season releasing its second album and you, you're like you know what we're just gonna stick our own songs in it so you're like automatically know your your debut ma- your debut album is automatically going to be number one because I it's know. and i it's, don't even think they knew so, at the time how much heat they had on their hands with some of the stuff that's on here no no so let's go over like a little like you know billboard and reviews and stuff like this before we get into our own reviews but okay so obviously the album debuted at number one um and it sold over 3,000. It, it's certified platinum. Not number yes. one on the Disney Certif- charts, right? Like number one, number no, one. No, Billboard, Billboard, yeah. Billboard 200 charts. So she, it wasn't just like little kid charts. Yeah. Miley, Miley Cyrus Baby is v the youngest. Baby V wasn't doing that. No. When we did Vanessa Hudgens, she debuted at number like 23, which is still good. Um, but more than I would ever do. Um, anyway, but yeah, Miley Cyrus is the youngest artist to ever debut at number one with Still? the Hannah Montana sound. Mm-hmm. She was 13. <gasps> Miley! 14. Um, I think she's tied. I don't know with who, but she may or not. Anyway, she is still like one of the top people who've debuted at number one when before they turned 18. It's like her, Demi Lovato, Hilary Duff, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber. But I think Miley is the youngest. At like 13, 12, I mean wow. 14. Anyway, but this particular album, Hannah Montana 2 slash Meet Miley Cyrus, debuted at number one, uh, certified three times platinum, selling over three million copies. Wow. Three, I, I, I oversold that. I said, sold over 3,000. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, it was over 3,000. You're right. 
So, um, some of the critical reception, because, you know, this is uh, Miley's first outing without the Hannah Montana wig. So, you know, she was a lot of pressure, I think, maybe. It's close behind. It's on the back of the cover. Mm-hmm. So, reviews were very positive. Some of the reviews say, in danger of being overshadowed by the role she plays, but complimented that incorporation of shiny synth-driven pop and strummy acoustic ballads, praising the album, um, also noted that one of the standout tracks is East Northumberland High and synthes- and so some of the other reviews had synthesized and over-processed, but it's still pretty good. A great pick for Cyrus's tween fan base, and she, uh, some of the reviews said, compared it to Hilary Duff and Avril Lavigne, delivers pure pop candy and, impress- and impresses with R&B tangled tingled ballads um and she quoted saying the meet miley cyrus record as opposed to the hannah montana 2 um is notable for its risk-taking lyrics which i think is very there, there were some that said hannah montana couldn't sing that right hannah montana couldn't sing that yeah the, the hannah montana one was very notably poppy and then except for like maybe rock star but then this one was like for the most part rock i think which this is also Rock Mafia's early entry into a partnership with Rock Miley. Mafia can't be tamed. I know, yeah. Rock, Rock Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the oh, one wait, on, um, do you know who owns my Selena heart? Gomez? Um, no. Oh, Rock Mafia. Mo, Selena Gomez is for me, is it's the cataracts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wait, does the, it? On the song Who Owns My Heart on the Can't Be Tamed, yeah. album, Miley goes, oh. It goes, Oh, yeah. Oh, see. Okay. Mafia. <laughs> it took me so long to figure out what she was saying. That, where was those times where you, where artists would incorporate their producer's name into their song? I miss those days. Well, she doesn't uh, She doesn't incorporate her producer's name into her into this first song, but she does incorporate her own name. So before we get, so I think we're just going to go track by track and, you know, just talk about it. But what was, do you have like a, a specific memory of this album? Did you own it? Do you remember it at no. all? Um, I was a pretty notorious Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus hater when she first came out. Hmm. It just wasn't for me at the time. I was a sweet life girl. I was kind of in my tomboy era. Um so I didn't like it, but I did catch one particular song on this album, and I really, really liked it. So I, I did own one song from this album on my first iPod, but other than that... And what was that? That's it. We'll get to it. Oh. Okay. Um, my memory is I just remember hearing the songs. Didn't own it. I don't think my sister owned it. No, my sister probably did own it. Um, I mean, I think... These are very famous Hannah Montana tracks. We're not talking about Hannah Montana tracks. We're talking about the Meet Miley Cyrus. It's so weird because at one point, she kind of has like two debut albums. This is yeah. obviously her first ever stuff. But then you also have her first album that isn't attached to a Hannah Montana album. Yeah, which is her debut album, but also not in a this way. This is her debut album. Like this is Miley Cyrus's debut album. This is Miley, because if you go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to music, if you hit her albums, it just, Meet Miley Cyrus is the first one. Mm-hmm. 
So it is. It it is, but then her next album after this is sort of another debut because it isn't attached to a product. Yeah. Anyway, so I say let's go into the tracks and we'll go track by track and see how we go. I got the first one. Wow. So this one, the first track in Me Miley Cyrus sets the stage. It does. Hits it out of the park with See You Again. The power. The power that this has. The power. Also the power in a way to brand the song as 100% yours with, oh, she's just being Miley. Oh, yeah. I think that is one of the most iconic Miley uh, Cyrus lines that she's ever written. Miley wrote about every single song in this album, except one. And I'll tell you which one it is when we get to it, if you don't already know. So I think this is one of Miley Cyrus's most famous songs. If you're a true, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're a, if you're a, if you're you're like a, have been following her for a while. I mean, I think it's just, like you said, she's just being Miley. Like so good. It's insane. And my best friend Leslie says, come on now. How and the fun! Fact that Leslie is still around. She's still alive and kicking. <laughs> like her Jason, and Miley, whenever Jason Derulo could never drop his own name in a song this artfully and this like long lasting. Right. My best friend Leslie said she was like, being this is Miley. The, this is probably the only song off this album that's like still famous. Yeah, I would say this is the only song that kind of stood the test of time. I mean, some of the other ones are like. <laughs> People know them, but this is the people one that, know like, them. She's but she's performing this now, and this is the song. Well, that, this like, is, everybody yeah. knows. This is her first song that charted in the top ten. Didn't you say it wasn't a single at first? So yeah, there's a story that "See You Again" is the song that popped off in this mm-hmm. album, without a doubt, the biggest song that popped off. Um, but it wasn't originally supposed to be a single. From what I hear and from what I hear, the people tell me, from from the things I've read and stuff that Start All Over was the the single that they were going to go with and the single they did go with. But then fans like the like See You Again and, and were requesting it on the radio. And that's how See You Again became the next single. Dang. And if you look. The reason that this story tracks is because there is no music video for See You Again. Mm-hmm. It's just a live the performance. Only, it's just a live performance from the Disney Channel games. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells you they really That's were the same like, one oh. That's she performed GNO at, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So which means that tells you that they really weren't expecting See You Again to... No, because then they showed, like, the one that they aired on the Disney Channel games was GNO. Because I remember them trying to push GNO for yeah. a little while, too. Yeah, yeah. The singles were "See You Again," "Start All Over," and "GNO." But "Start All Over" was the only one that got a proper music video. But did you know that um, Miley didn't really want to record "See You Again"? <gasps> no. So when composing tracks for "Meet Miley Cyrus," Cyrus was originally very apprehensive in regards to adding "See You Again" to the album. She's quoted in saying. I'm not sure about this song. I don't think I want to put on the album. I don't really like it that much. It's just okay. 
However, she was convinced to record it, and once she listened to the finished product, she changed her mind. She thought it was she thought it was odd, but in a positive light, and decided to include it on her debut album. Uh, See You Again is a dance song with a special meaning to her. That's what she said. <laughs> um, su- yeah. Uh, it was. Oh, it was later remixed by Rock Mafia and for Cyrus's second studio album, Breakout. Um, yeah, and reviews were very high in this song. They said, The Hannah Montana Stars 2007 single, See You Again, managed to click with non-tween listeners thanks to being gustier than anything her fellow Disney Channel superstar Hilary Duff has ever put out. Oh, wow. No need so to put I the think... slander on Miss Hillary's name. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, this view is like, actually sweaty? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, it debuted, at, it peaked at number 10, and I, I think it's a great way to start the album, my best. And I think the, th- I think the theme of this album is I'm Miley Cyrus, here are my three fun facts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of them is my best friend Leslie says she's just being Miley. Right. The next time. And when, so Becca and I went to Music Midtown in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a music festival. And Miley performed every, a song from every album she ever put out. And she performed See You Again. The and oh, wild. We went wild. It was fun. It was a rump shaker. <laughs> A rump shaker. The next one is also... That, yeah. I... So this is not a song that I have any experience with. I know it was, like, shouted mm-hmm. out with the reviews, but I obviously would not have been reading those. So my first time listening <laughs> you to You weren't reading... <laughs> wait, you weren't reading those at 10? No. <laughs> oh, opening up the New York Times. To was today, and it is a banger. So, yeah, this one is called East Northumberland High. I don't know what East Northumberland High is, because that is, I thought that was the school Miley went to before she moved yeah, to I do was Hannah like, Montana. <laughs> and it's not. I don't know what that means. Well, she wasn't even high school age by the time she started Hannah Montana. So you are correct. Just because I liked you back then doesn't mean I like you now. But <laughs> I love how she, the- she opens the song by saying, like, my problem isn't that I miss you because I don't. So she flat out is like, I don't miss you. My I problem don't. isn't that I kissed him. Drop dead. Whoa. So she's she doesn't <gasps> deny kissing him. Ooh, Arr! Miley. Arr! Yeah, this is one of the ones that I, yeah, Hannah Montana could not have sung this. Because she also H- says, Hannah Montana could never. She also says, thank God I've changed, like, several <gasps> times. Which Becca, is, this you is. Gasped! <laughs> because Walt Disney is probably, was probably rolling in his grave when one of his musketeers <laughs> said that. The mouse was scratching. The <laughs> Mickey's ears perked. His around two little ears perked in his tail. That is sometimes in the animated features. I can see like this song specifically laying down like a blueprint for Demi. I mean, that is, I mean, yes. Miley set the stage for the next generation of Disney stars. Yeah. For sure. Disney, Disney, Hillary and Raven set the stage for the path of what Disney stars can be. Mm-hmm. But Miley set the stage for that generation, that era. She was the, like, as soon, before before the door closed on the Disney studios when Hillary left, Miley put her foot in the, in the crack. <laughs> she and put said, her oh, cowboy oh. boot. She, she put her Nashville... Door. 
she hopped off the plane at LAX <laughs> and put her natural boots in that in that door, stopped and said, hold your horses. You had also said when we were talking about covering this album that you thought this song was a banger. I, en- I enjoy this song. I think it's one of the best songs from this album, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think what happens usually with the Disney Girls pop albums is that the first, like, four songs are all good. And then after that, it is just a whoop, like down to the end. And it, except for like I mean, maybe one track before the end. That's usually how these go. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, they're like, what, 13? How, how much, how many creative ideas do they have? Right. And the fact that Miley wrote I, all of these is enough. She wrote, yeah, she literally wrote. All but one. All but one. Um, I also love how at the very end of this one, you hear her go, rock and roll. I know. <laughs> I loved it. So I just Googled East Northumberland High. And they used East Northumberland High as a high school in Hannah, Montana. Oh. After post-album. 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 So it's not anything that is real. But guess what was real? What? The rock Mafia, because they produced this Yeah, that's track. probably why they went, rah, 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 rock and roll at the end. But they didn't have her straight up say Rock Mafia, which is interesting. What if she was like, Rock Mafia? <laughs> there, are some, there are some tracks where I can tell Miley's like 13, 14. Yeah. And then randomly, I'm like, oh, this song was recorded two years before this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. But East Northumberland High was not written by Miley. It wasn't? No. That's the one. Well, there's actually two. I misquoted. Oh, no. But there are t- that's that that's one. That's one me of two. A little bit. So the next song is called "Let's Dance." I think another thing about every Disney artist who wants to have an album, they have to have a song about how much they love to dance. Yeah, this one also like the way that it starts and the way that the flair of it is. It's got like a little Cheetah Girls two. Yeah. Vibe to it. <laughs> like Raven is in the background, like walking up the <laughs> stairs. Raven is this kicking is my her Barcelona. <laughs> this is why. This is my Barcelona. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. It's it's good. It's still like a bop. Yeah, I mean, this is another. Yeah, I don't know why every Disney girl or Disney artist has to have a song about dancing. How much they love it. Mickey said, you love to move. You love to move. I just love the outro to this song. Yeah. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> this, is what she, this is what Miley Cyrus says at the end of Let's Dance. As soon as my album goes number one, Mr. Lynn, I'd like a Rolex with four, 40 diamonds. I didn't hear that. You don't remember it? No. She says it. She says it more like this. As soon as my album goes number one, Miss Elena, I like a Rolex for 40 diamonds. Oh, that's probably oh. right. <laughs> she, you can't really tell what she's saying. It's funny. Yeah, but this song is just all about, like, I'm grabbing, grab your girlfriends, grab your boyfriends, all around, let's dance, move your whole body, let's start the party. Yes. So, I mean, I remember. So, all these songs have an image in my head because the to promote this album, she went on tour with the Hannah Montana uh, meet Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds concert mm-hmm. And she performed all these songs In the concert movie So when I think of this song I think of the movie And in the movie she sings a song She has the weirdest looking skirt 
and that's all I think about. You have to post a picture of it. We have to do the Hannah Montana concert movie. I know, movie. we do. I know. <laughs> so what did you think of um, Dance? Let's Dance. It was it was fine. Still upbeat, still fun. Good dancing beat. Yeah. I, I really, mean, Miley wrote it. I really liked um, the next one. The next one? <gasps> GNO, Girls Night Out. Because you just want your girl. What if this song is about Nick Jonas after he made her mad? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise Maybe. me. Well, this song peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Did it? Mm-hmm. The girls are, the girls are going out to the song. I love how this like this song is probably supposed to be about partying, but it always became the anthem of like having a sleepover. <laughs> a sleepover. So yeah, this song's called GNO, aka It's a Girl's Night. Ooh ooh. Um. So yeah, basically this song is exactly what the title says. It's about leave all the guys at home. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, ladies and Becca is home. now <laughs> Becca is now just going to do this podcast by herself because it's a <laughs> girl's night. I love how Hi, everybody. Um, don't take your headphones off. In the in the last line before the <laughs> chorus where she says, you'd better run. Like, apparently they're coming after him for their girl's night. <laughs> like, I could see this being like a high concept video where it's like fun and upbeat and it's just Miley and her friends, but they have like heavy machinery and weapons and they're like chasing down a boy <laughs> with your um, pitchforks and knives. Yeah. I think this is like let's dances brother or mean sister. Yeah. If it's the same concept. It is. But then she Instead also of has dance- this weird like talking breakdown in the bridge that I also found kind of, threatening in a weird way <laughs> it, th- that would be a part of the means of video where she's like hey boy <laughs> with a knife hey boy <laughs> don't you wish you could again a book boy <laughs> <laughs> hear me when i tell you i'm fine and it's time for me to draw the line i don't understand this song at all Why? there i said it it's it's for the girls it's not for you to understand <laughs> it's for the girl no i understand the song i don't understand the production of it oh i guess i feel like this is just very this was a this is a hannah montana song to me it yeah it feels the most that for, way for for as much as like this was supposed to be very distinctively different from hannah montana and miley cyrus this could have if you told me this was in episode 60 of Hannah Montana, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. Emily Osmond in the background. <laughs> Jason Earl's acting a fool. Them okay. shoving Oliver out of the way. <laughs> Billy Ray giving advice at the end. That tracks. Goodbye, Billy Ray. It's girls night out. <laughs> Billy Ray's like, well, well, darling, not every night can Tish be a girls played, night. Do you think Tish played GNO when she filed for the divorce? <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy. Hey, Billy, don't you wish it could have been a good Billy? <laughs> yeah. Billy. It's it's fun, and I have I have good memories of it. You have, me- you have memories associated with the song? Yeah, just like sleepovers. <gasps> really? Yes. Hmm. It, well, it, it was girls' night. We were 13. <laughs> we weren't clubbing. And it's all right without you. <laughs> we weren't clubbing. Right. It's all right without whoever wasn't responding to me on Facebook Messenger. Not be the messenger. You <laughs> must be stopped. You must be stopped. You're a menace, I tell you. Menace. Okay, speaking of menaces. This next song 
<laughs> I actually don't mind this song. It's it's fine. Um, it it signifies the dip that is that always happens in these pop girls Disney albums. It's called Right Here. Um the guitar riff just feels very contemporary Christian to me, which I think is why I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah. I can definitely picture like someone taking have you seen these TikToks that have gone viral of people at a worship like taking the Avengers or Lion King and making them every single one of them (laughs) I host a podcast called youth group survivor support group you have to say the blogs this is my brand people know me Um, anyway yes I have seen all of them I can I wouldn't be surprised if like someone took this at a praise a praise uh worship night and being like Guys, whenever you think this is what God's telling you, I'll be right here when I you know. need me. And for those Anytime, of y'all who just keep seen it, me. they have a Lion King parody floating around where the person <laughs> playing Zazu is in a Toucan Sam costume. And in another one, they crucify Iron Man. And in another one, they crucify Jack Sparrow. And you're out here saying that I must be stopped for messaging boys on Facebook when I was in seventh grade? And these whole Christian Disney adults are making a farce of themselves on the internet? I have water in my mouth. That's why I kept going. (laughs) So this song, oh my God. This song is just about how Miley's going to be there for you. Yeah. Miley herself is going to individually be there for, <laughs> for all her fans. <laughs> I guess that's why it doesn't make sense because it's like, who is the song about? Noah? Half of these songs Sorry. I like, are these about your family or your friends or your man? I don't know. It's <laughs> your never man's... made clear. I mean, I think when you're 13, 14, what are you thinking about? Hang out with your friends, being there for your family, being there for your friends. No, I, I, I mean, understand. I just feel like the intention of what the song is. We're not in the bangers. We're not in bangers, Miley, where no, she's like doing, <laughs> where, where she's talking about doing lines in the bathroom. Trying to get a line in the bathroom. Right now, we're like, let's do some conga lines in the living room. <laughs> I mean, I understand that she can't write like a coherent song because she's young, but. um, See you again is a coherent toy. I mean, more than like three. You know, they can't all be winners. No. So you're saying this is not a winner. I'm saying this is not a winner. But this song tells us they're right here. Right. I'm right here. That's the outro. And she stays right here into the next one because this one starts with her saying she's going to stay in bed all day today because the light is too bright. This was... uh, Okay. (laughs) This is one of the songs that sounded like she recorded this in 2003 <laughs> yeah. the voice sound the production value as opposed it got to a where lot higher pitch it got a lot higher pitch the production okay this is not produced by rock mafia the song um this one sounds like this was a demo tape yeah that she does. sent to the disney it sounds like a demo tape that she sent to the Disney executives when she was in the process of auditioning for Hannah Montana. That's what this sounds maybe like. Maybe it is. It doesn't say, it doesn't say, maybe. Maybe they needed it another song and she was like, dig up my archives. <laughs> dig, dig up my archives. Um, it doesn't sound finished. No. It doesn't. It's. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... I think this is it, also very strangely a song about a depressive episode and how whoever oh. the song is about loves them through it, but I, again, couldn't tell if it was friends, family, or lover. I mean, I guess it's this is all just very generic. Yeah, which is part... I mean, I like that because anybody can relate to it, but I also don't like that because that's not good songwriting, so... Give her a break. I'm trying. I'm about it's to. Just critique. I'm about to. It's just critique, critique, critique with you, huh? That's all we're getting from you. I ranted and raved about See You Again. And I'll do it again. We'll, and we'll never see that version of you again, huh? No, you will. So any closing thoughts of As I Am? No. <laughs> Period. Next. Oh, well, I'm I know you have a lot out. of thoughts. Well, before you start foaming... This was another song that is not written by Miley Cyrus. Ugh. Okay, good, because it's bad. <gasps> it is. It's what? bad. I'm saying it's bad. I am. Start all over? <gasps> Wait. No. I thought you were talking about the other one. Oh, my no. God. No. I love start all over so much. I'm so sorry. That's why I was confused. Okay, no, no, no. So, yeah. As I Am was written by okay. Miley Cyrus. Okay, well, it's bad. Because this is, she wrote that song right before she went on the plane. You could have fooled me to start LA. all over, though. Dang. Start all over. Start all over was not written by Miley Cyrus, but it was released as a single, and it peaked at number sixty-eight on the Billboard Hot 100. That's it. This song was everywhere on the Disney Channel. That's how it got stuck in my brain. Um, and Start All Over was Miley's first music video. And what a video it was. And it's ooh, I know you love it, but it's one of the. It's the only one of three singles released by Miley Cyrus to not receive at least a platinum status in the United States. Are you joking? Justice for Start All Over! Oh my god! So, yeah, it's kind of... This song does have, like, an interesting... I feel like the they set it up to be like, okay, here she goes. Yes. Well, in, We're starting. in the video, she has on red pants and eyeliner and, like, a studded vest. She's, like, they're forcing the Avril look, I think, a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, yeah, with the suspenders. But and... it's, like, a neighborhood party or something, and at one point she's doing the Macarena with people that are dressed like astronauts, and yeah. the video doesn't make any sense. But isn't, isn't it, like, sh- oh, it's um, a one-shot. Yeah. So. I always liked it. I like that it's more of a rock contrast to the Hannah Montana <laughs> pop. And I think that this like does one of the best examples of showing that contrast. And also, yeah. I would dare say that this song points her in the direction of Plastic Hearts. I mean, I understand why you said that, but in quality... I'm not saying I would in say quality. Se- I just, this was the only song by Miley Cyrus that I liked for most of my life. Oh, interesting. I fell off a scooter and injured myself scootering to this song <laughs> when I was like 12. So we talked about the music video a little bit, but here's what Miley Cyrus had to say about the concept of the album. Okay. She says, I'm singing and dancing and like rocking out, and I have no idea where these people are coming from. <laughs> I love Miley. <laughs> I love when she speaks. <laughs> so speaking of when she speaks... uh. We, we like tr- we so we watch the music videos and weirdly enough there's only one music video in this whole yeah. album era and we couldn't really find the rest any of them were like, pro- in between video yeah. interviews either which are usually pretty easy to come by but Hunter found one 
where Miley's talking about how much she misses her mom on tour. But then she also talks about how she ha- just had to use her British accent in front of people in England. And then it cuts to her on stage as <laughs> Montana asking if they want to hear a British accent. And then her going, I love me dog. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy for that. <laughs> you cannot get brave. on stage in front of a bunch of people whose accent that actually is and go, I love me dog. <laughs> Everyone loved it, though. Well, because they loved her. She's, she's, thing she's, is like, she's like, she's 13 and she's like, what, what's your question, sweetie? <laughs> Do you think when she's talking about in See You Again is that this boy flirted with her and she just panicked and went, I love me dog. And Leslie was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. She's just being Miley. She's just being Miley. So, yeah, the start all over uh, received mixed to average reviews that by critics. bummer. I love this song. I wonder what life would have been like if See You Again didn't get kind of that attention. No, I guess See You Again is what really just like oh stole the show from Start All Over. But I don't like it was Start All Over and nothing else to me because this was played on the Disney Channel constantly. Oh, well, because it had a music video. No. So they had something to play. She, See You Again. They said, uh, someone get the camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make something happen quick. Quick. Mm. So I just found an article that ranked uh, the top Miley Cyrus singles of all time, and Start All Over came in at number 16. Out of 20? 16 out of uh, out of 20. How would you know that? Because you said top 20 when you opened the article. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's, it, what's the bottom? I have to know. Okay, number 20 is Adore You. I don't which know I think should be that's higher. fair. I know a lot of people don't like that song, but I really like it. Number 20 is Adore You. Number one is Wrecking Ball good so but the reviews for start all over of this article is basically what you just said this is really the one of the few songs in miley's early career that really showed that she was going to be a rock rock and roll chick exactly exactly it was the red pants i mean yeah i mean when in doubt we always get that the iconic music video with her in the red pants yeah and the suspenders and the weird stuff that happens in her and (laughs) all the stuff (laughs) And getting crowd surfed. Okay, on to the next track. All right, let's knock these three out because I don't have them. <laughs> what should I say about them? Okay. Um. So the next one is called Clear. It's giving ska rock, like Bob <laughs> <It's> Marley. <laughs> so we have a confirmation of who the song is about. Who? So according to Miley Cyrus herself. In her autobiography, Miles to Go, (laughs) Miley described the song as being about breaking up with Nick Jonas and how much that would suck and kind of taking on that feeling. I thought this was about how much she loved him. (laughs) (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) I guess not. She loves a dog. Well, either way, it was a meh for me. This, and the minute, the minute the reggae and it sounded like someone's waking up by the ocean i said it's i can't this i just know this is not gonna it doesn't make sense i was like i was like i just know it's not gonna end in my favor and it's just not gonna go over well i this is like if you could cut the fat of tracks on albums this would be the first one for me to go like if you had to cut Mm -hmm. things definitely this would be it i think this one or the next one 
What's the next one? So I guess. Do you have anything more no. to say about this one? You're done. The next one is You're done good with and broken. Okay. And this song sounds like a Mad Lib to me because the lyrics and the way that they're put together do not make any sense. Yeah. She says "candy coated and hollow ground" in like the first two lines. I don't know what this song is about. I don't even know what the lyrics are supposed to be. I thought this was about like making a change. I have no idea what it was about. Is that not what this is I about? I truly couldn't tell you. I guess all songs are open to for interpretation. Have you ever heard that TikTok sound that was like somebody trying to talk to you, or like either in a foreign language or like you're so drunk you don't understand that they were like, "Aper tick, pack darn, Aper tick, pack scabbard." <laughs> like that's what this song sounded like to me. <laughs> I I just uh so here's the first verse. Are you overloaded? Can't. De- can't decode that your life's imploding now. Um, oh, did it not say candy coated? <laughs> I thought it was always candy coated. Oh, man. Are you overloaded, can't decoded that your life's imploding now? There's a risk worth taking, a pain worth aching on this hollow ground. We can't let go. Don't hold on to all of life's hardest parts. When we think of stopping, let's keep on rocking to the rhythm of our hearts. That you still couldn't tell me what the end goal of that was. I mean, I guess I it's like when you feel sad, we can always dust ourselves off and keep going. I guess. Would you think that would be the overall message? Sure. I think that's what we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't know. We're going with, right? <laughs> we don't know. That's what we're going with. Miley, give us answers. Well, give us answers. Do you think this last song is about a dead relative or about how much she missed Tish on tour? Cause I think it could go either way. So there's actually history with this song. Is there, it's called, I miss mm-hmm. you. First of all. But. Yeah. It's called, I'm, this is the last track It's called, I miss you. And I miss you is an homage to Cyrus's late grandfather, Ron Cyrus, mm-hmm. who died in February 28, 2006. And so, and Miley wanted to write him a song prior to his death. Well, that did you listen to this album on Spotify? Yeah. Did you notice what came up on this song? What? So every other song on this album, it doesn't have like how Spotify has like videos on some of the songs. It doesn't have any of that. It just has the Meet Miley Cyrus album <laughs> artwork until you get to I Miss You. <laughs> oh, no. For some reason, I Miss You has her regular Miley Cyrus cover with, like, the double-pronged tongues and her, like, butt and fishnets and, like, really, like, edgy Miley imagery playing (laughs) over this song. Oh, no. That must have been a mistake. (laughs) I think so, but it was really funny. So, another fun fact about this song is this is, like, one of the only songs in Meet Miley Cyrus that is integrated into a Hannah Montana episode. (gasps) So in the episode, she's a she's a super sneak in season one. Miley sang a part of the song as Miley Stewart in memory of her character's late mother. Cyrus then recorded the song for her debut album. Wait, so it started on Hannah Montana? So I think she had the song because he died like early. He he died before this album came out. Right. I think she wrote the song about him and they used it for the show, like a little snippet of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And when she recorded her album, she put it on there. Okay. So. Yeah. In the first verse, I was like, oh, it's about Tish. And then in the second verse, I was like, no, this person's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about Tish. 
I miss as you. Soon I miss your like, smile. I wish you could see like all the opportunities that come to me or something like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. And you're like, you know, you're like, you know, Tish is in the wings. Yes, I do. You don't remember I miss you? No. I miss your smile. I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. It didn't stand out to me. My overall view of this album is that there's no standouts really past the first four songs except for Start All Over to me. And mm-hmm. it just kind of follows that usual way. But at least the songs are not as big of a flop as some of the other in-between songs with some of these other people. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it really sets the stage for what I think Miley at 13, 14, wherever, however old she was when she recorded this. Mm-hmm. This is a good album to – I mean – one of her songs debuted at number 10. So you can't really uh, d- deny the fact that there was something going on that was different from the al- all the other Disney stars that came after or before. It was just something different. And I yeah. think this album, yes, it is an album written by a 13-year-old. Are all the songs great? No. No. Are all the songs sound like Jib Jab? Some of them. <laughs> but they were still like, you knew that, there were there were some there's something here. If this you know? album did nothing else but give us see you again, it would have been worth it. Oh yeah. It would have been it's, worth it's it. It's a hit. Every Disney artist album, their first album has that one song that makes you think that makes you forget about the rest of the album. <laughs> yeah. And and you just think like that one song and like is the whole album. And then you go back and listen, and you're like, wait. <laughs> wait a second. These are bad. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't okay. But yeah, I'm here for it. Me with Don't Forget. <laughs> for sure. Um, speaking of Don't Forget, it's time to see if we did forget or if we remember some lyrics. This is Finish the Lyrics Woo! Meet. Finish the Lyrics Meet, Miley Cyrus. I'm hoping one of us has more of a chance than we did with Baby V because Baby V had her rhino on our neck. Her rhino on our neck. So since this is finished the lyric Miley, this is finished the lyric Miley Cyrus version. Becca and I are going to do two songs each. We're going to see if we remember these songs written by the one, the only Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. <laughs> okay, so Becca, would you like to go first? Let's see how well I do. All right, send out a nine one one. We're gonna have some fun. This is GNO, it right? It is GNO. It's also a line that we just referenced. Uh, send out a 911. Hey, boy, you know you better run. Because mm-hmm. it's a girl's night. It's all right. Without that you. That song is a banger. Let's see. It is. Bangers. It's bangers. Okay. My turn. I'm nervous. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Are you you ready? Yes. I miss you. I miss your smile. (laughs) And I still shed a tear every once in a while. I don't know. I I already just said I don't know this song. (laughs) Do you give up? Yes. And, And even though it's different now, you're still, you're still here somehow. Wouldn't have had a hope or a prayer of getting there. Wouldn't have a hope or prayer getting there. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Well, for the win, for you. Well, you still have mine. 
But I know, but I can't get two points. Oh, you're right. Okay. I got this crazy feeling deep inside when you called and asked to see me. Tomorrow night. What's the rest of the line after that, though? <laughs> Tomorrow night. Um, 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 I felt this deep connection. No. It's That's not first, first. Tomorrow night. Wait, say it again. So the whole line is, I got this crazy feeling deep inside when you deep called inside. and asked to see me tomorrow night. Oh, I'm not a mind reader, but I'm reading the there signs. There you go. And I can't wait to see you again. All right. <gasps> okay. Out of the fire and into the fire again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you make me want to forget and start all over. Here I come straight out of my mind worse. Another chance to get burned and start all over. I used to scream this song like it was my last breath. 50 years from I now. I always thought, though, at the very beginning of the second verse, she says, you've got the warning hesitation pushed, pushed aside. And I always thought she says whiny because of the way she sings it. She sings it like, you've got the whining. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. You disrupt me. Can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> this is no startle over slander. I love that song. I love it so much. Um, any closing thoughts about Meet Miley Cyrus overall that we haven't already said? Overall, it's it's better than it could have been, and it really does yeah. set the stage for what's to come and, you know, set off a rocket with See You Again, and it would just be hit after hit after hit after that. Yeah, I think, I think if See You Again didn't happen, I think we'd be having kind of a different conversation, to be honest. We would, because apparently Start All Over was like a uh, a billboard flop, which I didn't know. But <laughs> um, Yeah, I feel like if, I, I honestly think See You Again carries the weight of this album. I feel like that person when, like, when you look up your favorite movie on Rotten Tomatoes and you see that the critic's percentage is actually like really bad. That's how I feel. <laughs> like when I looked up the first night at the museum and I saw that it was rotten, I was shocked. Oh, you were? Yes, I thought everybody loved that movie. I mean, critics are critics. I think everybody should love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's good enough to have three movies. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay, what's the Disney Channel lesson we learned from Meet Miley Cyrus? Big things sometimes come in double-wrapped packages. And if your mom thinks something Ooh. is a good idea, it might be. Um, I think if you want to have an iconic song that stands the test of time put your name in it mm. put your name in it and then everyone's gonna learn your name that was the key here she says people only know me as hannah montana i gotta put miley in here good honor so, so okay now if people want to see how you're just being miley where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner. I am shooting my new video tonight, so. What's the new video? I'm gasping. It's the top ten. Because I didn't. It's the top ten worst list. Oh, oh, yes. So, yeah. Right. I, thought you were, I thought you were starting a new thing. No, not yet. 
if you want to see the top 10 best and worst movies that I think Robin Williams ever did, stick around. Those are coming soon. You can also check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, that I mentioned a little bit earlier on the pod. Uh, we are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. And if you want to see how I'm just being Miley, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H. Cameron Martin. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. TikTok, we're on all the social medias. Just type in the Time Mushroom Podcast, you'll find us there. Rate and review us. Uh, leave us like some ratings. I guess it's like how we get noticed, and uh, we're getting some like new people listening to this. So if you guys are into that, we'd love to. You know, if you are so kind to share the love, we'd love to have yes. that. Welcome, uh, welcome. Yeah, if you're ra- new around yes. here as well. <laughs> if you're new to these parts, uh, rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what what you don't like. DM us on Instagram or all the social medias. We love talking to you guys. We love hearing like what you're excited about. What's like you know interacting yeah. and what you want to hear and what you want to see episode, basically so. yeah it's because of uh we posted on instagram and we asked who you guys want to hear us talk uh, talk about next their debut album and miley went it was a tough race i will have to say it was i really thought ashley had so, it for a moment but well i thought we were gonna i thought selena we'll get to headstrong one take day it. we'll get to headstrong one day but right now that was our miley cyrus episode and if you would like to Follow us on all the social medias. You can because we want you guys to have just as much fun listening to this as we have fun making it because we're having a blast. We are. And we're about to have a blast in the month of May because we're doing a little theme. We're doing a little theme month for you guys. Uh, Stick around. Stay tuned to find out what that is. And until next time, Uh we will see you later, time travelers. Buckle your seatbelts.